Hi, hello. Welcome to their episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is December the 12th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. Had another good day at the work. Um, you know, nothing too crazy. It feels like like we're still busy, but I can kind of tell that like we're not as busy as like weeks prior. So that's good, maybe, I hope. Hopefully no, you know, blow ups or anything wild at work. Fingers crossed, knock on wood. But uh, yeah, let's do a couple of food corners because I, you know, I got a couple of food things to regalia with that I've been shoving into my gullet. Uh, let's see, yesterday I decided to have some lasagna. Now this is like kind of like a single serve thing. I believe the brand is called Rana. Uh, overall, pretty good brand. I've talked about them before uh, earlier in the year. I think they made like this lobster pasta that was really fucking yummy. I'll probably get that again sometime soon. Maybe like top of next year. I don't know. But um, today, I or the other day, I got lasagna. Like a single serve uh, situation. You can microwave it for minutes or you could put it in the oven for 15 I chose the oven and it worked out. It was good. I don't know if you're, you know, familiar with like the TV dinner kind of things or what have you, but sometimes it's actually bad to do it in the oven. Like sometimes it's like they tell you a time, but like it's uh, it's conditioned to like maybe there's a certain kind of oven. I don't fucking know. But like you follow the instructions to the letter and that shit is like burnt or you you try to avoid that and then it's just under. And it's very hard to get it. And sometimes it's just like you got to just say, you know what? It's just better to pop this said item into the microwave. Luckily for this lasagna piece, it worked out perfect and it was very yummy. Uh, Let's see. I had a nice little piece of bread with it. One of those like uh, Bogolio buns that I still don't know how to pronounce. And then just some normal bread. Uh, So we really bread it up with a side salad. And yeah, it was really good. Uh, Let's see. And then today... We had a pizza party at work, so that was yummy. It was uh, Marco's Pizza. Uh, I got a pepperoni pizza slice. I got a cheese pizza slice, and I got a like meat work situation. And then <laughs> there was a uh, little bits of cheese bread that we got, uh, a couple of little rinky dink wings, and I don't know. I get I didn't. I felt weird asking for another plate to get a salad thing, but there was plenty of salad, and I should have just did that. So instead, I got, like, this little, like, few pieces of salad, like, lettuce and some stuff. I put it in, like, the corner of my plate. And I, I didn't even, I'm like, where am I going to put the dressing? It's going to go everywhere. It's going to be a mess. So I just didn't do that. Um, I don't know. I, I almost, like, used it as, like, like lettuce from the pizza. It was really weird. But it was fine. It was good. I appreciate, you know, another another treat from work. Um, so yay, that. Um, so yeah, that more or less catches us up. Uh, we're, we're caught up with the Joneses. That is my life. Uh, let me go ahead and do my startup and we'll get into some news. Ooh-wee. I said, God damn. All right. Our first story comes from Time. 
like the magazine. U.S. fighter jet crashes in sea off South Korea. Man, another one down. An American F-16 fighter crash or fighter jet crashed into the Yellow Sea off the southwestern coast of Southern Korea during a training exercise on Monday. The crash was reported by South Korea's news agency Yonhap. It comes as a separate separate recovery efforts remain underway after another U.S. aircraft crashed off of Japan's coast last month. Uh, the Osprey we mentioned, if I'm not mistaken. The unidentified F-16 pilot ejected from the aircraft before the crash and was recovered by South Korean maritime forces, awake and in stable condition. So that's good news. Um, let me read a little bit further here. According to the U.S. military, the pilot is being returned to Kusan Air Base in South Korea, where he, he will receive further evaluation. Through uh, the authority said that neither his name nor details about his condition would be released. So yeah, I mean, crazy that you know this is another situation where it's like a training exercise gone wrong. But I mean, we've talked about that you know in a very international sense with our military. That shit's just gonna fucking happen. Uh, hopefully, you know, I'm covering less of that in the future. But um, you know, hey, if if one goes down, I gotta talk about it. I gotta go up. So um. Yeah, there's that. Let's go ahead and move along. Uh, from the BBC, Ukraine mobile network Keystar hit by cyber attack. Customers have been left without phone or internet access while one city's air raid sirens stopped working. Keystar's uh, chief executive implied Russia could be responsible. Um, let's see here. Um, Keystar Network is estimated to have 24 million mobile customers and a million home internet users. Reports emerged on Tuesday morning that people and businesses had lost mobile and internet signal. Um, excuse me. Uh, military authorities in the area announced they would send out police and emergency vehicles to alert resident residents of any incoming missile or drone strikes. Because, you know, of course, they have a whole ass war going on. Uh, Ukraine's largest bank, private bank, said some cash machines were not working and might be unstable or have no connection. An investigation has been opened by the Security Service of Ukraine, or the SBU. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Also, I believe that... um, Yes, Ukraine's military intelligence claimed to have carried out a cyber attack on Russia's federal uh, tax system in recent days. During the special operation, military intelligence of Ukraine managed to break into one of the well-protected key central servers of the federal tax service, read a statement on Telegram. Uh, It said Russian efforts to restore services were now into their fourth day. So a little bit of cyber warfare back and forth. Also a bit of a tangent here. Um, Zelensky is in Washington. Uh, he either earlier today, he talked to like, you know, like military top brass kind of, you know, stating the situation. Um, and then I, I know he's been like, I think he's going to talk to Congress and some shit, trying to more or less appeal for more money, uh, especially, you know, before Congress closes out for the end of the year. 
because uh, right now it's looking like either Israel's not going to get their money and also Ukraine's not going to get their money because Congress is not getting it together. Um, which, I mean, you know, my personal feelings on that by now, probably, um, that is what it is, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of what's going on right now. I figured I'd just sprinkle that in here since we're on the topic of Ukraine. Uh, let's go, let's go to the States. Let's go to the BX borough, um, from the independent, a Bronx apartment block was plagued by billion building, uh, a Bronx apartment block was plagued by building violations for years this week it collapsed over 100 people have found themselves unexpectedly homeless after their apartment building in the bronx partially collapsed but somewhat miraculously no one was killed or seriously injured so right off the bat that's fucking good news for a situation that you know when you read on the face of it it's very very grim we've you know Talked about scary situations in New York, like with parking garages collapsing and shit like that. So, you know, I was like, oh, shit. Um, Something like this, you're immediately thinking the worst. But good to know that, you know, after a thorough search, it seems like everyone's accounted for and no one is buried in the rubble. So that's that's dope. Uh, The building, which contains roughly four dozen apartments, was having facade work done as recently as a few days ago. Then on Monday, a whole corner of the building collapsed out of nowhere, exposing apartments and creating a massive pile of debris on the street below. No cause has yet been given by officials for the collapse, but records show that almost that the almost 100-year-old building has been subject to a multitude of complaints and violations over the years, many of which are still open. At around 3.30 p.m. on Monday, a seven-story residential building at 1915 Billingsley Terrace in the Bronx partially collapsed, bringing down the walls of several apartments and exposing their interiors. Uh, Let's see here. I believe that the building was, like, made in, like, 1972 or some shit. It's a very old building. Um, And... The way that the building is in terms of age and structure, it falls under a facade law in New York. So most of what they were addressing in these fixes were related to that, Um, which they were saying like, oh, well, that's not necessarily structurally related. But at the same time, it seems like describing what kind of went on. um, It does seem like it's important. I'm sorry. It was 1927. I said 1972 got a little dyslexic there yeah the building was built in 1927 and is seven stories which means it falls under the jurisdiction of facade law in new york city uh let's see here um there have also been seven violations of the building but no structural violations instead the violations were to do with the sidewalk shed and proper lighting amongst other things. So when I read that, I go, that doesn't sound like something that's gonna bring down a building, especially the way you see it um, um, in the pictures. So um, I read a little bit further here, and summons obtained by NBC New York, the building's owners were warned by an inspector as recently as the 3rd of November that they were concerned with the deteriorated and broken mud sills on the sidewalk shed. One vertical member, that was missing a mud sill could compromise the structural stability causing a potential collapse the inspector warned so that sounds bad that sounds like more than some like improper lighting and bad sideway sidewalk action 
2020, an inspection also found cracked bricks and loose mortar on the building's facade, deeming it unsafe, according to New York's building's department records. Uh, then apparently, um, let's see, Mr. Otto confirmed that work was being done to the facade of the building as recently as a few days ago, but said that no one was believed to be working on the building on Monday. At a press conference, officials were asked about claims that someone was seen drilling into the facade on the side of the building, which then cracked and then a few seconds later started to give way. Which that sounds a little sussy. Doesn't sound too good. Maybe that's like maybe like part of the cause. Who knows? Um, but the response from Mr. Otto uh, can't tell you much more. Certainly can't speak to what the drilling is. Don't know what's it about. Again, we are taking a look at the drawings that they submitted as part of the permit. And I want to be clear: unsafe facade conditions are not the same as an unsafe building. But at the same time, I feel like this isn't safe. It doesn't seem like it was safe. Uh, but I don't know. I'm not a construction guy. Also, um, that was uh, Department of Buildings Commissioner James Otto. Um, I guess I should, you know, do proper diligence on that part. My bad. But I believe for, I think, uh, about 100, 100, 100 tenants, 100 residents, they are without a house in, you know, weeks before Christmas time. And the fucking winter, you know, where temperatures are not, you know, accommodating right now. I think essentially New York has given them warming buses uh, so that, they, you know, they can have some place to get warm and stay warm. But that's not much of a comfort. You know what I mean? And I, and I was very curious, like, what is, you know, I just Googled, like, what is the average rent in, in Bronx right now? Bronx, New York. Um... With the average rent being $1,557. So imagine just being in that situation. It's not like you can go, oh, okay. especially if you have a family. Like, it's not just you. Like, this is a very, very fucking bad, grim situation. So, uh, you know, obviously at the start, that's why I wanted to say, hey, it's super good that no one died. And that's awesome. That's super great news. But in this sort of situation, it's like, well, what are we going to do here? What is what is my family going to do right now? You know what I mean? If you don't have, you know, some some kind of support system right now, this could be very, very hard for you. So, you know, definitely my condolences, uh, you know, go out to the families and people involved in that right now. Um, hopefully they can make it happen. You know what I mean? Because uh, Lord knows that shit is not an easy situation to get out of. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and move along. I feel like I've, I've said enough there. Uh, we have one more thing to cover. I ain't gonna play no games with you, but, uh, we gotta talk about a gaming company. Um, at least toy games and other sort of things, tabletops of that nature. But let me take my last break, and then we will get into it. We can roll the dice. Oh, Nelly. <coughs> you had to wash that down. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. Whew. Okay. <coughs> 
Mm. Let's rally. <laughs> Dig deep. <laughs> From CNN Business. Hasbro laying off 1,100 employees. Hasbro is slashing nearly 20% of his workforce amid an ongoing slump in toy sales. Hasbro CEO Chris Cox, which I'm allowed to make fun of this motherfucker's name because he's a shitty shitbag CEO, and your name is fucking Chris Cox. What the fuck? Dumb. Anyway, um, announced layoffs for... 1,100 workers in a Monday memo to employees. Cuts which come in addition to the roughly 800 jobs eliminated earlier this year. Cox said the decision to reduce Hasbro's workforce was made in light of market headwinds proving to be stronger and more persistent than planned. We anticipated the first three quarters to be challenging, particularly in toys, where the market is coming off historic pandemic-driven highs, Cox said. I can't help myself. Um, While we have made some important progress across our organization, the headwinds we saw through the first nine months of the year have continued into the holiday and we are likely and are likely to persist into 2024. AKA we made a bad fucking call like a lot of companies did in the middle of pandemic when they were just making historic fucking highs on their fucking product. And they said, oh, well, we'll just keep trying to crank at this level because people are going to keep wanting this shit despite the fact that they're able to go back outside and able to do other things now. And, of course, the the market was not accommodating to them, and they fucked up, and they're trying to make up for that. Um, I mean, honestly, like, we just covered fucking Spotify recently, and this sounds so fucking familiar, even though we're talking different commodities. It is a company where the people at the higher-ups want to say, you know what? We're practically printing money right now, and I know those fucking piggy little CEOs are going to be so, or shareholders are going to be so fucking happy, and for me, the CEO guy, we're going to make good bonus money. Mm, Yeah, yummy, 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 because this motherfucker still made up, like, so much fucking money. I should have fucking looked up his fucking money. Um, I can probably Google it real quick. Uh, You know, it gives me an excuse to say his name again. Chris Cox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's already hit hit me. Hit me up on the recents. $9.44 million, bro. What the fuck, man? So, yeah, I mean, he's doing well. He didn't lose his fucking job. He's fine. But let me get back to the fucking article here. Um, Some Hasbro employees will find out whether their job has been eliminated this week, while the rest of the layoffs will happen over the next six months. And that, to me, is, like, the grimmest fucking thing. Because you're going through this in in multiple ways. You probably already thought you fucking beat it earlier in the year when 800 people were gone. Whew, we made it. Awesome. Cool. That's great. Now, you're saying not one, but two waves are going to happen in which this, ele- like this 1,100 pe- you know, amount of people are going to be cut? That's crazy. Um, let's see here. Hasbro, known for making toys such as Transformers and Play-Doh and games like Magic the Gathering, which, uh, you know, that's a big one for me. That's a big ringer. Um, And Dungeons & Dragons, very important, very key, has uh, 6,300 employees prior to layoffs, according to the websites. Also, unlike the Spotify situation, this move didn't exactly spark joy. Like, the stock market didn't exactly find this good... And uh, the stocks uh, or shares fell. Now, 
something I'm pretty sure I didn't report about Hasbro that I picked up because I'm, you know, I keep my ear to this because I love Magic the Gathering. So naturally, I kind of am like, well, what is Hasbro doing? Ever since Hasbro has gotten their grubby little, grubby little mitts on, you know, uh, Wizards of the Coast, um, yeah, it hasn't been good in, in a lot of ways. It's it's pushed it to definitely make more money. Granted, I mean, I think that's what WotC, you know, was trying to go for anyway. And I think this sadly was like a match made in hell in, in a lot of ways. And this is where we find ourselves. But they've made bad decisions with this company so bad that even like banks are like, you guys are making too much of your product. You're oversaturating yourself. This is a very bad move. And like, Watsi goes, okay, or, you know, Watsi Hasbro in the situation because they're the ones, you know, being talked to here like, okay, well, it's working, though. It's making us money in the short term, so we like that because essentially, like I said at the beginning of this, they want to make as much money as possible. They see themselves riding this fucking magic carpet, and they just want to stay in the fucking air. That's all they want, and eventually, though, this is going to fall off, and now they're kind of seeing the writing on the fucking wall, and they're like, well, we got to cut bait, but cutting bait is people's jobs, you know what I mean? And that's obviously very fucked up. That's very fucking sad. Once again, referencing the Christmas time, the fucking holiday season, it's the worst fucking time to lose your fucking job. You know what I mean? Goddamn. I know you're, you're probably getting a fucking severance or whatever, but that's scary fucking shit, man. And that sucks. And it also sucks to know that, like, the axe is hanging over the head of the other half of the people in this conversation. You know what I mean? So, you know, it is fuck Hasbro on this fucking shit. You know what I mean? Um... Boo, boo this company. Tomatoes for the whole court. Because, um, yeah, do better. Fucking, it is your job to guide and lead in a way that does net money. Sure, that's what you want to fucking do. Profit is the motive. But, like, that you also are doing things that are facilitating the protection and growth of your company and, you know, the people in it so that they can have a life and, um, you know, a long term career there. Um, that's what everyone should have, I feel. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, that's that's really all I have. Um, let me go ahead and call it an episode. If you'd like to support the effort, I do have a Patreon, patreon.com, so as I say, a news. Um, you become a newsie, and I shout you out at the top of the month, plug a project if you'd like. Free ways to hit me up, news one at gmail.com, and then I'm on all the socials. Find me, find the podcast, say what's up, say hello. Uh, get rowdy in the comments if you'd like. That helps out a lot. Uh, hopefully you're subscribed to the YouTube. Hit that thumbs up. Hit that bell um, on whatever you're listening on so you can keep up with me. Keep up with what I'm doing. This is like a daily effort. I do this all the time. <laughs> all right. That's all I have. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for being a friend. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.